This morning we're going to expand the meditation instructions. Is that kind of echoing? We're going to expand the meditation instructions from just being with the breath and physical sensations, if they're very strong, to include other aspects of our experience. This is kind of an abbreviated expansion so that people here, just for the weekend, you'll have a chance to practice in this way and get familiar with it for the rest of the day. Those of you who are staying on for the whole nine days, during the succeeding morning instructions, we'll go into more detail about this opening up to all of our experience. So again, sitting so that you are erect, comfortable, not tense. Eyes are gently closed. And as always, letting the attention come to center on the experience of the feeling of the breath, wherever you have been feeling it, whether at the in and out, at the nostrils and upper lip, whether it's the rising and falling at the abdomen or chest. Really aim and connect your attention with the feeling of the beginning of the rising or the in-breath. And then sustain, connect your attention with the continuance of that in-breath. Just feeling the bare sensations, making a soft but concurrent mental note of in or rise, rising. And then noticing the ending of the in-breath. And again, aiming and connecting the attention with the feeling of the beginning of the out-breath and maintaining the interest for whatever sensations arise in the duration of the out-breath. Notice its ending. Notice if there's a, a big pause between the end of one breath and the beginning of the next. If you notice there's a pause and the attention really wanders, notice where it goes, the attention, but also you can use as an object of attention in the pause, either the notation of sitting and feeling the body as it sits, or touching and pick a a vivid touch point, the hands touching together, the buttocks on the cushion. You note touching and just feel whatever arises, knowing it is pressure, hardness, dullness. And then again, when the in-breath begins, gently and easily, there's no rush, return the attention to the beginning of the in-breath. So we use the experience of breathing as our anchor, as the predominant object, however it's arising. We're not trying to have the breath be any certain way. Now when sensations arise in your body that are strong, you're not looking for anything, 
but a sensation arises that's so strong the attention is automatically moved to that sensation and away from the breath. There's not a choice involved, really. At that point, let go of the breath entirely with the attention and give full care and interest, full attention to connecting with that sensation. You can make, again, a soft mental notation of sensation or throbbing or tickling, tingling. doesn't matter what it is, the sensation, but knowing it for what it is. With an attitude of neither liking nor disliking. We're not exploring the sensation in order for it to go away or in order for it to increase if it's something that's pleasant. But simply to feel it, to be with it, and allow it just as it manifests. It's not in our control. We can't say when it comes. We can't say when it goes. We can simply make the effort to bring our attention to this manifestation of physical reality as it arises in the moment. So make a soft notation, throbbing, tingling, and then let the attention sink into the sensation. Explore it with the attention. Know what happens to it. Now, by explore it, I don't mean thinking about it. It's simply being there with our totality of our being. In that feeling, being with it, we'll know. Does it get stronger? Does it get weaker? Is it like a solid block? Are there various points of more intense sensation within the sensation? Does it change to something else? Stay with it a few moments, a few notations, but then again for now, leave it and come back to the predominant object, the breath. Again, if another sensation arises, leave the breath completely, be totally and fully with that sensation, without clinging, without judging, simply observing it. What is this sensation? What's the experience of pain? What's the experience of pleasure? Let it come, let it go, come back to the breath. If one sensation is very intense and doesn't go away, Stay with it for a few moments, notations, but then again, before the mind gets tight and hard, come back to the predominant object, the breath. Gives the mind a rest, let the mind relax, and then again back to the sensation. It's not just a theoretical experience that we're doing here. There's a real point to being able to be present with fullness of attention and balance of mind with whatever arises in our experience. The true peace does not come from getting rid of everything unpleasant and only living with pleasant experience. That's not possible in this mind and body. The true peace is the mind that is so filled with equanimity and peace that knows our true nature, that does not need to flinch back, get resistant, suffer when there's something unpleasant, that does not need to run after and cling to those things that are pleasant. And so, in the mere experience of an unpleasant knee pain, 
the ability to simply let the mind, the attention, sink into it, be with it, without judgment, is actually a very powerful practice. Again, we'll begin to open the attention as well to the mental sphere of experience. So again, if you're with the breath, and you become aware that thinking is happening, for now, acknowledge that. Make the soft note, thinking. Be aware of where the mind has wandered. But for now, don't follow the thinking any further. Acknowledge thinking not as a judgment, but simply as an acknowledgement of what is the predominant field of attention right now. It's thinking. But then again, come back to the experience of the breath right now. As well, if you become aware that a strong emotion, a strong mental state, has arisen in your experience, perhaps feeling of anger, feeling of sadness, feeling of joy. This also is part of the meditation. It's not to be seen as a distraction from the breath. It's an equally valid field of experience, area of attention. So when you become aware of, for example, sadness, again, in that moment, that has become the strongest object of attention. Leave the breath completely and give full attention to the actual experience of sadness. The ability to make the notation sadness or happiness in itself is a strong force in cutting our identification, our being lost in the feeling of sadness. When we can note sadness, We're able to experience it for what it is, rather than being lost in all the reasons we're sad and what she said to me, and I wish things had been different three years ago, and if only I wrote this letter when I left the retreat, perhaps things would change. That's being caught in the story about it. It's not so helpful. When you make the notation of sadness, Turn the attention onto the actual experience in this moment of sadness. Very helpful to feel it in the body. What does it feel like? Perhaps there's constriction in the heart area. Perhaps there's heaviness in the head. Perhaps there's tension in the chest, throbbing. Whatever the actual bare experience of sadness is. And just be with that. We're not trying to figure it out. We're not trying to make it different. We're not trying to either suppress it and make it go away or look for some deep emotional experience to cathart. We're simply letting whatever arises arise, persist when we're with it with our full attention, and when it changes or fades, fine, right back to the primary object, the breath. No need to look for some experience to happen. If nothing really strong is going on, not strong sensations, not strong emotions, not much thinking, fine. Stay with the primary object, with the breath. Let the attention really sink into it, explore it, get close to it. 
if there happen to be a lot of sensations that are strong and pulling the attention, a lot of emotions, a lot of thinking, this is also fine. We simply note it, thinking, it's fine. Return the attention to the breath. An emotion arises, happiness, that's fine. Note happiness, mm, it's tingling, it's energy, it's vibration, it changes into dullness. Okay, back to the breath. So you might find you're with the breath and just thinking and then the breath for most of the sitting. You might find you're with the breath and sensation, the breath and an emotion, the breath and sensation. That's also fine. There's no one way it's supposed to be. If at any point you feel confused, too much going on, or you're just lost in thought, don't know where you've been, immediately come back to the breath and use the breath to steady the attention, to quiet the mind. Breath is always here. It's primary object, our anchor. about the meditation, the instructions, working with thinking, with emotions, with sensations. When you come back to the breath, and let's say you note thinking after you're already back at the breath, is that what, what's happening? Right. Right. No, you're right. It, she says she returns back to the breath, and then she remembers to note that she was thinking. Yeah, right. Don't note thinking at that point because the note is it's already over. The, really, the note is to help us connect the attention with what's actually happening in that moment. So noting something that happened the last, you know, that, that isn't happening anymore isn't really helpful. So you're right, I wouldn't note then. Just at that moment, be aware that you're back at the breath. Begin noting immediately rising or falling or in or out so that you are getting used to using the noting, but you're noting exactly what's happening in that moment. You see what I mean? So as soon as you're back at the breath. The, the noting is something we need to get used to. You know, it, it does sometimes seem cumbersome in the beginning or like an extra thing to remember. Um, I think it's worth working with for some days to, to see because it can be extremely useful. But uh, so just when you're aware of what's happening, you can remember to note, note. When you're back at the breath, don't note thinking, but immediately note rising or falling, whatever's happening. Did you have something else? You look puzzled. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Also, it's like, sometimes I feel like there's all this background kind of static, like a flutter of thoughts while I'm noting, yeah. rising, falling. Right. Just, I don't have to do anything with that background. Yes. For, yes. Could you all hear the question? Yeah, she's, so when, when you are with the breath, at this point especially, there might often seem there's a whole 
background static, a whole radio thing going on, but not really clear. For now, leave it alone. Don't give it any attention. You can use it as a signal to reconnect with the feeling of the breath. See if you can really sink into it, uh, feel it more clearly. Not a pushing, but just really let your attention fall into the breath at that point. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. I just did to say it because it was like getting so much already. But uh, absolutely, when a sound becomes a predominant, I mean, don't go looking because you could sit here and just do hearing all the time. But when you're with a breath and there's a really strong sound, at that moment, that becomes the object of attention. Note hearing. Don't identify the sound. It's the same as you don't need to identify the content of thoughts. But note hearing. Be aware of that bare experience, see how it changes, and then again come back to the breath. If it's some ongoing repetitive sound, after a while I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep reverting to it. It's the same as background static at that point of thinking. I'd let it be and, and then just reconnect with the breath. Good, I'm glad you asked that. When you're sleeping, yeah, it's an endless amount one can say about working with sleepiness. Um, there's actually, I could go on a whole hindrance wrap, but there's, it's one of several energies that come up very strongly for many people in the early days of a retreat, at least the early days. Um, sleepiness, restlessness, anger, desire, and doubt. All of these can come up very strongly. And it's very helpful to begin with just to be able to identify that energy is a real help in not getting into a lot of self-recrimination, resistance, uh, or just getting lost in it. So sleepiness, first identifying it, being able to note it as sleepiness is extremely helpful. And if you can bring the attention, don't just note sleepiness and try and come back to the breath. Give the experience, the physical experience of sleepiness, your full attention. Um, if you're already far gone into dream state, this might be too late to do this. <laughs> You'll know when you start snoring, it's, this is past this point. But if you can, when you first notice it coming in, don't try and push it away and go back to the breath. Immediately acknowledge it. Turn your attention into feeling the sensations and note those. So, for example, sleepiness, and then we're, oh, there's heaviness, heaviness, heaviness. I use the noting quite, not yelling it or anything, but quite strongly in that it, I keep the noting going when I'm sleepy because that takes a little more effort. And actually putting in a little more effort brings up the energy. Well, we tend to think I'm too tired to put in effort. I don't have the energy. If we start putting in a little effort, the energy comes up. So I note sleepiness, and then whatever the actual experience is, heaviness, constriction, dullness, cloudiness, tingling. For me, it's a lot of heaviness, and I might feel tingling around the eyes, pressure in the head. And just be noting that pressure, 
tingling. See how it changes. Sometimes that brings up enough energy that the sleepiness goes away. You can just go back to the breath. Sometimes it doesn't. If you find that you're not able to keep being with the actual experience of sleepiness, you're really drifting off several things. Again, not with aversion, but simply because if we're sleeping, we're just not present. So you can uh, straighten the posture a little. I tend to just sit up straight and maybe put my hands in a mudra like that because it takes more energy. And when they start going collapsing, I know I'm collapsing. Um, Sitting with the eyes open, slightly downcast, not looking around, but just having the eyes open, the light kind of brings in more energy. The Buddha also talked about, with your eyes closed, just imagining a very bright light internally in the mind. And sometimes that bringing in mentally the experience of bright light brings up the energy. Also, uh, a last thing to do, but it's actually very helpful, is to stand up. Just here in the hall, just stand up for five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour, doesn't matter how long. Continue at that point, either with the experience of standing, the feet on the floor, and then again come back to the breath. And sometimes that'll wake you up. Anyway, you won't fall asleep. When you're a little more alert, you can sit down again. <laughs> For starters. Yeah. Am I trying to stay with you when you're talking? Pardon? Am I trying to stay with you when you're talking at the beginning? Or because I found myself not being able to keep up with the pace. Uh-huh. It felt like it was just flowing so fast that I was sort of hanging on to a... Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I probably was going too fast because it was a lot of information. So that that's probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think that would be my mistake that I get to talking too fast sometimes, especially though when we're giving instructions. Often, even I, I won't catch all of it either. It's much more be doing the meditation, and even in talks, you can let the words fall in, rather than trying to move out and catch them. And if you miss some, it's okay. You know, because basically it's more about the feeling of it than remembering it intellectually. It doesn't really do us so much good. It's much more the doing of it in our experience. So more whenever I'm listening in a meditative mode, I'm, I'm really quiet, um, my eyes are closed, and I'm just letting the information, the words, sink into my body and then doing the meditation. But also, thanks for saying that, because I do talk too fast sometimes. That makes me comfortable in asking my question. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you repeat your instruction on the emotions? Mm-hmm. I didn't get that as you were yeah, it's, it's complex. That's why I said we were kind of telescoping it all into one instruction, what we would normally do over the course of a week. So I was saying a lot. Um, in working with emotions for now, just when you're aware of a strong emotion arising, not looking for something, but strong, you're suddenly really furious. At that moment, move your attention completely from the breath. It's a, actually, that's already happened when you're aware that there's the emotion. There's no choice involved. Note, make a soft note of anger, rage, whatever. And then in sinking your attention into the emotion, 
we're learning to be with the bare physical, mental experience of emotion rather than our thoughts about it, the storyline connected with it, whether I'm right, whether I'm wrong, but just what does anger feel like in this moment? What's the experience? So there might be a burning, there might be tension, there might be vibrating, there might be a lot of thoughts coming, so you're aware of angry thoughts, aware of the thinking process, but you're not getting into well, I said this, and she said that, and I should do this, and why did that happen? But just thinking, burning, burning, tightness, vibrating, tightness. And then there'll be a time when you just get completely lost in the story and wake up in 10 minutes. And at that point, you know, thinking, you know, because you've been lost in it. Come back to the breath as a centering. If the emotion arises again, the whole process happens again, as if it were new. Is that... Clarify? Good. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's, okay, one more, and then time for the walking. Usually, uh, when I'm noting or you know, becoming aware of what's happening, I, I use the word thinking to sort of be a catch-all for everything that doesn't have something more specific that I can grab right away. Uh-huh. Is that just using it too wide? Or? Well, I mean, are you using thinking if it's a physical sensation or a oh, sound? No, no. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, as we go on longer, are, are you here for the weekend or the week? Yeah. As we go on longer and the mind becomes uh, a bit quieter and steadier, you'll find that more naturally you'll be able to discriminate what kind of mental experience is happening. But at this point, we don't want to spend time trying to figure it out. That's a waste of time. Just more thinking. So just the generic thinking is totally fine. Okay, uh, it's 9.15, so it's a walking period and also uh, some interview groups. <laughs>